What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. <laughs> Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Happy Friday. Unless you had most of the players in last night's game, it was not a very good game for fantasy football purposes. Jameer Gibbs, get him on the field. Kadarius Tony, maybe get him off the field. Welcome to Fantasy Football Today. We'll recap Thursday Night Football and preview seven NFC home games today. We've got... Arizona, Washington, Tennessee, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Carolina, Atlanta, Green Bay, and Chicago, Dallas at the Giants, and the Rams, and the Seahawks. It's Adam Azer, Dave Richard, and Jamie Eisenberg. Buy or sell, you should drop any Chiefs wide receiver for Josh Reynolds. (laughs) Uh, Sell. Uh, I might buy it for Sky Moore at this point. Wow, already? Well, I mean, we have a year. (laughs) <laughs> we have a preseason, and we have a game of him. I don't think he got points for sprints. He runs a lot. Yeah, he runs a lot. I uh, I charted his routes this morning. First of all, his A dot was nine point three, so not that bad. He was covered on ten of twenty nine routes. That's not great. Um, and really, a lot of his open routes were short. So if they're going to use them, they've got to use them in the short area. But that's a lot of where Kelsey gets his numbers. So I'm nervous about him, but I'm not ready to drop him for Josh Reynolds. This was uh, as good a situation as you could find for these guys. No Kelsey. Yep. Easy matchup to a certain extent. Home game. Uh, It turned out to be a little harder than it should have been, but sure. Yeah. I mean, look, Tony could have had a, a pretty decent game, especially if he had caught that last one on the third down, <clears throat> and he barely played. So, yeah, it, it, which Chiefs wide receiver, if any, would you roster? I mean, I thought I thought Rasheed Rice was just going to keep playing. He barely played in the second half. I don't really understand that. He was doing so well. He kind of looked like he replaced Sky Moore 
in the second quarter, and then it was back to Sky Moore in the second half. Rasheed Rice maybe played like six snaps in the second half, something like that. I don't know. Who's your favorite Chiefs wide receiver if you had to pick one rest of season? I mean, just based on last night, it's hard not to say Tony. Really? Is your favorite? Yeah. Why? He, listen, he missed. I, I I skewered the guy last night, you know. So I I I probably owe him an apology. <laughs> but um, I would I would look at it this way: most targets, still played a significant amount, despite the fact that he missed a month. He played. And they threw him in there. Snaps, that. Jamie. He didn't play huh? that much though. Yeah, sixteen he, snaps, something like that. And yeah, how many I'm times they targeted right him? Sixteen snaps. What do you have? Three, four targets, and they did. Five. Remember, did five? Okay. Um, one, one yard. <laughs> Remember they, they do look for him when they're inside the five yard line. I brought that up. They scheme him in the five yard and they did it again. They gave him the, uh, the trick play. It didn't work, but all right. So Jamie says, Tony, Dave, if you had to pick one chiefs wide receiver, who would it be? It's more for the bench and, and Rasheed Rice for keeper leagues on the bench. Uh, David Montgomery will be the best lions fantasy running back buy or sell. I will sell. So, okay, how are we feel? about DeAndre Swift's probably watching that game, going, "You thought it was me." You it was- <laughs> Maybe we were we were one slippery foot away from Jameer Gibbs scoring in the first half. Yeah. Uh, he had so much space, and he had the last defender on Kansas City juked, and he just he slipped on the turf. But he would have scored easily on a on a carry inside the ten. The frustrating thing was the routes run for Montgomery versus Gibbs. And what were they? What was that? 92. Montgomery ran nine routes? No. No. Gibbs ran nine routes. I thought I saw that from Chris Towers. Oh, Gibbs Gibbs had nine routes. Uh, Where is Montgomery on here? I'll get back to you on Montgomery's routes real quick. Well, he didn't have a target, but he played a ton, and Gibbs did not. You know, Gibbs was barely involved, unfortunately. Nine touches. Uh, Of course, Montgomery... Facing the Chiefs Whoa. defense who struggled against I'm sorry, the run. 20, 20 routes for Montgomery, nine for Gibbs. Yeah, 20 routes for David Montgomery. Yeah, no, he he completely... I, I Look, the question is, is this going to continue? Because this is huge for fantasy. I mean, Gibbs needs a bigger role. Anyone who watched the game, every time Jameer Gibbs touched the ball, basically, he was lightning. He was amazing. He was mm-hmm. breaking tackles. Uh, he just he looked terrific. Shot out of a cannon. David Montgomery was David Montgomery, in my opinion. I'm sure if Heath were here, he'd mm-hmm. tell me how great of a game Montgomery had. He had the, uh, 20 carries. His longest run was eight yards against the Chiefs defense that didn't have Chris Jones. He is what he is. Get Gibbs on the field. You know, look, they won. Montgomery had some really big clutch carries, picked up a couple of first downs, scored the touchdown. But do you think, I mean, do you think this changes, and do you think it changes quickly where it starts to be a more even split and Gibbs gets more involved? Quickly, I'm not sure if I would say. But eventually, yes, you will see more of Gibbs. You'll see more. I, I, I wonder how many snaps they were both on the field for. I wonder if it was even like three. I, I think that they're going to eventually need to use Gibbs more because he's a playmaker, and, and they're going to need those types of guys on the field more. So are, are we buying low on Jameer Gibbs right now? If you can, if you can absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I think you can. I mean, I think a lot of people will feel like us. Where, I don't think you can. No, I, I look, I think, look, Dave, you know how it is, right? <laughs> a lot of people. I, this is how it is on Sky Moore. Like if you if you think that you're going to chalk up this game to Sky Moore not getting a lot of targets, but he will, and two of his targets were off target from Mahomes. If they were on target, he would have caught them. He had a catch called back by a penalty. This is the time to go and get Sky Moore for the last player on your bench. But it, off waivers, you'll get him off waivers. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, he might get cut in a lot of leagues. 
but that's the only guy that's like a, a, a legit buy low from this game. Oh, I see. I don't know because I, I really feel like if you still believe in Jameer Gibbs and Dave said we should play a game, where would you draft them now? So if Jameer Gibbs was a third round pick, where would you draft him now? The third round. Late three, early four, but basically the same range. Yeah, so believe me, there'll be plenty of fantasy managers panicking. Now there'll be plenty of, who don't, right? Maybe you could say most people course, who listen to this smart podcast won't. won't, right, whatever. But you know I how think, fantasy I, is. I, I think if you just saw the box score, you're dropping or trading, not dropping, you're, you're trading Jameer Gibbs. If you watch the game, there's no way you're trading Jameer Gibbs. Right. My God, right. he looked good. <laughs> He's going to be exciting. Um, okay. Uh, we could play, where would you draft them now? Patrick Mahomes. QB what? One. One. Okay. Uh, you know, I think I think I'll take Allen over him because like Kelsey's got a knee thing. And I don't think he's gonna be QB one if Kelsey's hurt. Hopefully well, right, I mean, there's a report that Kelsey will be week, back next week. Hopefully. Then it it shouldn't be an issue. But then what do you have a situation if Stephon Diggs misses any time there? So, like you just don't know. Yeah, right, but I mean like we're seeing that Patrick Mahomes' weapons might be trash other than Kelsey. His, his weapons are trash without Kelsey there, and he got you 23 and a half fantasy hey, points. Like, that's the I magic of him. QB2. I didn't say QB10. <laughs> uh, where would you draft him now? Travis Kelsey. One. Uh, no, two. I'm sorry. Two. Where, where I put him after the knee situation. I might move him into like 10, 11, 12. A little higher than where I had him. David Montgomery. Yeah, same, same place. place, round six. Okay. All right. I don't know if anybody else... Uh, Sky Moore? Where are you drafting Sky Moore now? Two rounds later? Yeah, maybe one, one two rounds later. Hey, Kadarius Tony, where are you drafting him now? <laughs> where I should have been drafting... Where I, where I was drafting Sky Moore? Um, all right. And that's more or less... Wait a minute. So it off. sounds like you're buying Tony, Jamie. I would buy Tony over Sky Moore, yes. Whew. Okay. That was a bad call by me already. I don't know, man. Look, it, it could change week to week. You just don't know what it's going to be with these Chiefs receivers like Rasheed Rice, Justin Ross. Are they just are they the best ones on the team? Are they going to start playing more? You know, how how long of a leash do, does Sky Moore have, Kadarius Tony? Listen, there's also a numbers crunch that's going to start to happen here because you know MVS is not coming off the field. Yeah. He didn't yesterday. And Very so good who's point. coming off the field? Yeah, I mean, Moore's the slot guy, but I don't know. For how much longer? See how, right, see how it plays out. Uh, Jared Goff, we haven't talked about him, and he had 16 fantasy points. It was kind of a weird game. I feel like the Lions look good, but Chiefs right. defense. Give Chiefs defense credit. They played really well. Yeah, they, I agree. Um, Goff, uh, you know, you're going to start him next week against Seattle? Yes. Same that spot depends that on who else I have. QB 13 through 15. That's where yep. he's going to live every week. Yep. And then what do you think about Reynolds? He, he, Reynolds led the uh, the team in receiving, and Mahomes led the Chiefs in rushing yesterday. That was weird. But, again, a reason I liked Reynolds, sort of. I mean, I'm not, I started him in two leagues out of 11. Um, Me too. Yeah, yeah. So whenever he had I, – I, damn, I should just get the actual stat instead of guessing. Five or more targets, I think. Maybe six or more targets. He was good in four or five games last year. So now I'll make it six of seven. Dating back to last year. Five games with six or more targets. He scored 15 or more PPR fantasy points in five of those six games. Yesterday, he What did he have four, last night? 14. Oh, so, yep, 12. Four for 80, my bad. Which still isn't bad if you took a chance on like a flex or a number three receiver. 
Two percent rostered. He should be what next week? Josh Reynolds in the twenties. Twenty-five percent. All right, we got some great content this weekend. We got a mailbag. We're recording it Friday afternoon. If you're watching, you can watch it on YouTube anytime after Friday afternoon. You can listen to it Saturday morning. It publishes at 3 a.m. I just want to say something about our shows. We have time codes in the episode descriptions. It's, uh, I don't know, maybe my least favorite thing to do. I It's really annoying, but I hope it helps you <laughs> to skip around. For example, if you want to hear about a particular game or a particular topic, not everything is in the time codes, but read the episode descriptions and you can click the time codes. Here's the problem. They're not 100% accurate. They're approximate because I don't know which commercials are running, how long those are going to be, et cetera. But they'll get you in the ballpark of of the topic. So use those to your advantage if you don't have time to listen to the full podcast episode. Uh, we have a live stream. Well, we had a great time at the live stream last night, and we had a lot of people there, so I want to thank you for showing up. Live stream on YouTube, youtube.com slash today Sunday morning at 11.30. We will answer your questions for an hour and a half. And before that, 10 a.m. Eastern on CBS Sports HQ, you can enjoy fantasy football today there from 10 to 11. Your news and notes. All right, we got the Packers and the Bears. Christian Watson missed practice again yesterday. We'll see if he's out there today. But Romeo Dobbs returned to practice. In a scenario where Dobbs is in and Watson is out, is Dobbs basically a must-start? In three-receiver leagues, absolutely. Yeah, you'd expect him to be at least as good as Josh Reynolds. Number three receiver, possible PPR flex. Jerry Judy was limited again. So if Judy plays and Watson doesn't, would you start Dobbs or Judy? Dobbs. Dobbs. Why? Because he's got a chance to lead the Packers in targets in a matchup that should be good, not amazing. And uh, I, I think he had a really great summer. He really seemed to take a big step forward in his development. So I would chance it with him versus a receiver limited all week. We don't know how explosive he'll be. Better matchup for sure with Judy, but we just don't know how much he'll play or how effective he'll be. Yeah, I just don't think anything you said about Dobbs doesn't apply to Judy or and vice versa. It's like Judy could lead the team in targets against an even better matchup, and they're both limited in practice this week. But, all right, you guys both said Dobbs. It just feels like Dobbs' injury was something that they were managing. Okay, fair. Judy Judy's injury seemed very significant. Like, it was certainly encouraging that they did not put him on on IR, but it felt as if we weren't going to see him for a couple weeks. I still feel the same way. I don't think we'll see him this week. Okay. Uh, Terry McLaurin practiced in full. Who's going to be your That's hi- the guy we will see this week. Who's going to be your highest-ranked commander's receiver? Still Dotson for me. Yep. I, I, I think Dotson, just he's healthier. We've seen him have a couple of breakaway plays already last year, this preseason, and I think he scores at a pretty high rate. So, love the matchup against Arizona. They could both be really good. San Francisco cornerback Charvarius Ward, their best corner. He missed practice with a heel injury. Something to keep an eye on here. That is big. We've got a five-minute episode on Sunday morning to update you on key injuries. So, check that out. We do it at 8 o'clock. It's usually out there by 8.30. Mark Andrews did not commit to playing this week. So, he's got a, a quad injury. And I think he said, God willing, he'll be out there on Sunday. So we'll check on Mark that, Andrews. That uh, meh or late strategy <laughs> tight end really works well. <laughs> it's more like hate or late right now with Kelsey and Oh, Andrews. nice. Yeah, yeah, there we go. 
Um, Very close. No, it's it's more like oh. or late right now. We got the best one of the best Heath size oh. heard on yesterday's show. New England cornerback Jack Jones is going to miss some time with a hamstring injury. Marquise Brown and Zach Ertz were both limited. We're, we'll talk about that game in a bit. Adam Thielen and DJ Chark missed practice. We'll talk about that game in a bit, but you might be going with Jonathan Mingo this week, perhaps. Um, let's see. Joe Burrow signed a five-year, $275 million deal with $219 million guaranteed. Not bad for Joe Burrow, and he will be out there this week against the Baltimore Ravens. Is he now the highest-paid guy in the league? Yes, he is, ever. And we'll see what he does against that Ravens defense. It's going to be a tough test for Burrow this week. Dave, you there? Oh, you skipped. Here I am. Sorry. You like Dave. him? You like him against Baltimore this week, Dave? I don't. I, I'm starting him. I don't have him as a top five quarterback against the Ravens. Yeah, it's a tough matchup. So I'm supposed to say <laughs> Joe Burrow for Jared Goff or uh, Anthony Richardson? Are you excited for that Cincinnati Baltimore game? Oh, he's not playing Baltimore. He's playing Cleveland. Sorry. And that's the game of the week. Yeah. Which one is? The Browns and the Bengals. That's the game of the week. Elaborate setup for Dave. And I totally confused him. Uh, I don't know what's funnier. You trying to hold in the laugh when he's giving the analysis on <laughs> Burrow versus the Ravens. Or I'm just not realizing. I, I completely flaked on that one. I mean, I don't blame you. You know, you trust me. To, I'm supposed to not start him. <laughs> you trust me to set up the right game. So I get that. Yeah, I'm going Browns. Two, Browns bagels. He texts me 20 seconds before we start. He goes, when I say Baltimore, don't correct me. Don't correct me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want Dave to jump in there. And then, bam, game of the week. How about you almost missed your shot to do it because my internet poo-pooed out. Yeah, right? no. Bad timing. <laughs> I can't um, believe I didn't recognize it. <laughs> How silly. It's been a while. Well, the Ravens are going to go maybe one and one this week. They'll beat the Texans and they might lose to the Bengals. <laughs> uh, Colts linebacker Shaq Leonard practiced in full. He's out of the concussion protocol. He's good to go. Now they play the Titans, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play the Jaguars. Colts running back Zach Moss was limited again. And Carolina edge rusher Brian Burns apparently is not a certainty to play this week. That would be a pretty big deal their best defensive player. Okay, we're going to take a break. When we come back... a big one, man. Oh, what did I miss? Ken Walker. Oh, my God. Yep. I didn't put that in here? No, obviously. <laughs> i put taking it on the Oilers this week. All right. <laughs> Ken Walker against the Rams, and he missed practice yesterday with a groin injury. Or no, he was limited with a groin limited. injury. We'll see what happens on Friday. Usually when you what, get the... Limited report on Thursday. A decent flex. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, when a player is fine on Wednesday and then limited on Thursday, that could mean that they got hurt in practice. Well, it's not just that; it's the guys coming off of a groin injury from training camp. Right, right. So Friday's practice is kind of a big deal. At this point, I don't care. Charbonnet is a good flex play. They're gonna they're gonna beat the Rams easily, and he's gonna have an opportunity to play late in the game. Makes sense. Okay, we'll take a break. When we come back, a chance to change history. And one question for each game. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We are back here on Fantasy Football Today. I said a chance to change history, such high stakes. Check out these two streaks right now. Dallas has won 11 of the last 12 games against the Giants. The only time they lost in that stretch was when Andy Dalton was starting at quarterback. So they have won 11 straight against the Giants with Dak Prescott at quarterback. The Packers have won eight straight against the Bears and 13 of the last 14 in the series. Will the Bears or Giants beat their foes this weekend? Bears, yes. Giants, no. Bears, no. Giants, maybe. Okay. Like I, I think people have kind of lost sight about what the Giants have done on defense. They could act they could low key have a really good defense. It'll come down to how well their rookies play in the secondary. Yeah. And Kayvon Thibodeau, I'd say. All right. Time for one question for each game. Arizona, Washington. You know, it's interesting. The way I order the games, it's not necessarily the best game or the game I made up to set up the best game of the week. But uh, it's basically, I think, the hardest fantasy decisions I try to do first. And Arizona-Washington, to me, has some pretty difficult fantasy decisions here. But I, the question I have for Arizona-Washington is, is this a start them all sit them all situation? You're starting James Conner. Agreed. You might have drafted Hollywood Brown to be your number three receiver. You don't have a better option. It's not the worst thing in the world for him. But there's those are the only two guys on Arizona you could even think about. Yeah, I would not start Brown with an injury situation and who knows who throwing him the ball. Yeah. But Connor, I mean If I'm is, Marquise Brown, I'm like, eh, you know, Kyler's sitting the season out. Maybe I should sit the season out too. Uh, Washington, very good. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs last year, third fewest receiving yards per game to running backs. And I guess uh what my question would be then, how would you rank the three running backs in this game? Uh, Robinson, Connor, Gibson. I believe I have Connor at the head of the group. Connor, Robinson, Gibson. You know what Marquise Brown is thinking? He's thinking, trade me to Kansas City. I can catch passes. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. Of course, we've seen Marquise Brown drop passes all over the place before, too. So I thought about that, though, actually. I I really feel like the Chiefs have got to be in the market for a veteran wide receiver. That's not going to happen immediately. All kinds of talk on Twitter about Mike Evans. Go get Mike Evans. Yeah. All right, Tennessee, New Orleans. Marquise Brown. Tennessee, New Orleans. The Titans allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs last year. Do you trust Jamal Williams this week? As a flex, yes. As a must-start guy, no. I originally had him as a sit and start him, sit him. But, I mean, it's like he's going to get so many opportunities. It's hard to overlook that. And I think they'll throw to him, too, which is the biggest part of this. But, the you know, we're going to look at the depth chart and say no Alvin Kamara and, and probably no Kendrick Miller. Taysom Hill is going to get a lot of touches here. So, you know, if you were stuck and didn't have a tight end to replace Travis Kelsey, he should be on your list because for us, he's still listed as a tight end. You can almost close your eyes and see it. It's first and goal from the one for the New Orleans Saints and Taysom Hill's in the game. He gets the direct snap, and he runs it in for a touchdown. Hopefully that was after a 99-yard completion to Chris Olave. I don't need the touchdown if we get those yards. They're starting from the goal line, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got real backed up there. Uh, Tampa Bay, Minnesota, Jordan Addison or Mike Evans, Alexander Madison or Rashad White? I have Madison over White. I like them both as number two running backs. 
Addison or Evans? Evans, Evans uh, for me. Carolina, Atlanta, starter sit Drake London. Start. Number two receiver. I've got him on the fence uh, between a number two and a flex. I've got no problems if you start London. Do you like him better than Addison and Evans? I have yeah. Evans one spot higher. Uh, Green Bay, Chicago, Romeo Dobbs or Khalil Herbert? If Watson is out, it's Dobbs easily. Mm-hmm. If Watson is in, it's close. What if it's non-PPR and Watson's out? Dobbs. Still Dobbs? Interesting. Yeah, I think, I think I'm on Dobbs too there, but it's going to be closer in that format. Dallas and the Giants, would you start any wide receiver in this game other than CeeDee Lamb? Yes. Brandon Cooks as a flex. Okay. Uh, Cooks or Dobbs? Dobbs, if there's no Watson. Dobbs, either way. For Jamie, Dobbs, if no Watson, for Dave. Um, Rams, Seahawks, Van Jefferson or JSN? Van this week. I'll take JSN. And why so low on Cam Akers? I mean, that team could just be absolute trash. Offensive line is beat up already. And a lot of uncertainty. They're not even sure who their starting five will be. I think the Seattle defense is going to be significantly better across the board. And when Matthew Stafford played last year and the year before, they were well over 60% pass rate, which, I mean, understandable because it's Stafford. They had Cup. Cup, And two years ago, he had more than just Cup. But I I just don't see a scenario where Cam Akers is going to get a lot of work and have good numbers with it. I think he got a lot of work. I don't think a lot of good numbers with it. How much is a lot of work? Define it. More than 15 I think it'll be if, if they're in the game, 18 touches. Yeah, I don't think he gets there. Okay, because I'm just wondering, you know, optimism, I guess, about James Conner. Terrible team, bad offensive line, even better worse player. quarterback situation. Better player than Cam Akers? I mean, uh, yes. I don't think either of them is a really great player, but Conner, like, ah. like I said, has been a pretty below average running back the last few years. I, I think he's still, if, he's, still, he's still been productive in this situation for more of his career than Cam Akers has. Yeah, uh, that's that's true. I think Akers might be more explosive, but not as good in the passing game. Not yeah. as a not as good of an all around player as Connor. Okay, I think one of the differences though, Washington fourth fewest fantasy points allowed to running backs last year. Seattle, I think second most. Now they Seattle's very different up front. Washington's pretty much the same. Seattle's very different up front. They're hopefully going to get better. But they were awful against they running backs. They brought back their linebacker for starters. Um, would you start Brandon Cooks over Cam Akers in, let's say, a half PPR league? Mm, no. Not half. Non? I mean, uh, full? Yes. Yeah. All right. We also had a report in this offseason that Kyron Williams was going to work a lot on passing downs. We'll see if that happens. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. I would expect that. All right. Let's rock and roll. Arizona at Washington. Stat of the game. Pick your favorite stat about how bad the Cardinals were against running backs last year. Second most fantasy points allowed to running backs. Second most receiving yards per game to running backs. Um, 12 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in 14 of 17 games. 17 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back in seven straight games to end the season. Let's see if that continues. 17 or more PPR fantasy points to a running back uh, allowed by Arizona in seven straight games. And my personal favorite In each of their last four games last year, the Cardinals allowed 15.3 or more PPR fantasy points to multiple running backs. Latavius Murray and Marlon Mack, Leonard Fournette and Rashad White, 
Cordaro Patterson and Tyler Algier, Christian McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. All of them scored more than 15 PPR fantasy points. We'll see if that continues. Uh, so, all right, let's, I don't know how in depth you want to get on this here, but how much, if you like Connor or Robinson first, second, you guys had a different order. How much do you like them? Um, who would you start them over? Jamie, first word on the running backs in this game. Uh, I like Robinson a lot. He was actually my other choice for start of the week this week, just because I think they're going to have a a significant lead and he's going to have an opportunity against a bad defense to beat them up. I do like the fact that he was involved in the passing game and what we saw in the preseason. That's huge. So if he does have a bigger foothold in that part of the, you know, touches, then he's going to be, you know, very good. Um, But so I think, well, Antonio Gibson, you know, but to a lesser degree, because I don't think he'll get as many carries as Robinson, but uh, good matchup, good opportunity. I would start him over Damian Pierce, for example, this week. So I think Robinson's got a higher ceiling based on the matchup for both those guys. If you want me to keep going with other names, I can. But, that's um, Pierce is a good that's one. That's probably the most significant one. Yeah, Pierce is a good one for sure. Uh, same question to you, Dave. I have Pierce ahead of the running backs in this game. Connor is only ahead of Brian Robinson because I think he can catch four or five passes in the game. I think he'll play more snaps. He'll play the most snaps of any running back in this game. And he's got a, a decent chance to score. Robinson has a better chance to score. Non-PPR, it's easy for me. Brian Robinson, way more over James Conner. But in full PPR, I think Conner can make up some ground with his receptions, not to mention receiving yards on top of that. Gibson's a good flex. It would not surprise me if that streak continued of multiple backs with 15-plus PPR points against Arizona. This is a, this is a defense that on paper looks awful. Yeah. And that was before the before the training camp even started. They've traded away Isaiah Simmons. I, I they've got other players who aren't going to be ready for the game. I'm very nervous about this defense being anywhere near decent. Okay, who would you start over Marquise Brown? Would you go as deep as Van Jefferson over Marquise Brown? I had Josh Reynolds ranked ahead of Marquise Brown last night. All right, now I told you that Reynolds scored 12 PPR fantasy points. You take an over or under for Marquise Brown? Under. I will take the over. This is going to be an interesting one. He was a top seven wide receiver per game without Hopkins last year. That was obviously with Kyler Murray. But he was on pace for 122 catches, 1,374 yards, and eight touchdowns on 181 targets. Pretty appealing stuff, but he's lost a lot of uh, shine, I guess, over the last few weeks, and obviously he's been dealing with an injury. Uh, all right, you said over, Dave. Jamie said under 12. Uh, Dave, how about 14? You think he gets to 14, Marquise Brown? That might be the range that I'd put him at. Six catches, 80 yards. Might be a lot of it in garbage time. Any interest in a Arizona tight end? I'm stashing Trey McBride in a in a handful of leagues. These are deeper leagues, though, not your typical twelve teamers. Okay, let's talk, let's play the Sam Howell game. Would you start Sam Howell over Russell Wilson over Daniel Jones? Over Daniel Jones, uh, to me, him and Russell Wilson probably have the same ceiling this week. Yeah, I've got him over Russ. Oh, would you start Sam Howell over Anthony Richardson? No, no, but they're back to back for me. Okay. Like, isn't there, couldn't you see a situation where Sam Howell has a a quality game, completes 20 of 25 passes for, you know, 250 yards, one touchdown, no turnovers? 
Jared Goff, what Jared Goff yeah. did on Thursday. I could see a lot of outcomes for for Howell. I mean, if I were playing a DFS lineup, I don't think he's a bad. I don't think he's a bad choice. I could see him throwing three touchdowns. That Arizona is. They're awful. Yeah, they're probably just going to be a laughing stock. Probably and they're the free space. Anything. It sort of seems that way, and it's unbelievable that the Rams might be the other free space. Mm-hmm. Wow, a bingo board with two free spaces. About that, I played bingo a couple weeks ago. It was very fun with the kids, and what my daughter was doing really well. They kept she kept getting numbers called on hers, and my son was had like the worst card ever, and he flipped out, got so jealous, got so mad. I had to t- remove him from the situation, and when we came back, we hit like Emma, my daughter had won something, and and Andrew got to share it. But it's very embarrassing bingo moment for me. It's probably going to retire from bingo. All right, you talked enough about the commanders running backs. You like McLaurin and Dotson. How high do you have them ranked, Jamie? Um, I need to adjust McLaurin a little bit because right now he's in the low wide receiver three range. He'll move up a few spots now that he's practicing in full. But Dotson is uh, just inside the top 24. Are you thinking top 30 for McLaurin? Because that's where I'm going with him. He'll be in that range, yes. Again, as I'm going to say this a lot when there's no bye weeks. There's 35 number two receivers. Right. Right, but you look at a guy like Ayuk, who we think maybe has a tough matchup, um, or Pickens. I'm not sure. I would start McLaurin over both Steelers wide receivers and Ayuk. Not Debo. I'm sorry. I would start Deontay and PPR over McLaurin. Okay. I know I'm going back to yesterday's show here, but are we sure that this is a tough matchup for the Steelers wide receivers? No, but I'm I'm not sitting Ayuk. If I had that choice, I would start McLaurin. I just think it's an easier matchup for him. He, he's got. He's one of those players that just has upside to erupt versus anybody. Um, uh, you're asking about the matchup for the Steelers receivers against the 49ers? Yeah. Oh. Bad freeze. Yeah, yeah, Dave froze again. That's okay. He'll be right back, I'm sure. I'm here. I'm- hey! <laughs> you're asking about a matchup for the Steelers receivers against yes. the Niners? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you are. Great. Yeah. I think it's a tougher matchup for Pickett. Pickett's going to be under pressure. He's got to get rid of the ball quickly. I think that favors Deontay. Okay. So I, I think I'm going to end up having uh, Deontay Johnson ahead of McLaurin. McLaurin ahead of Pickens. Do you feel like any sleeper appeal in Logan Thomas this week for Washington? I mean, there's... Obviously, sleeper appeal when you're playing the Cardinals. So, yes. But, you know, he was banged up for most of camp. I don't know. I mean, he's he's certainly in the mix of, I lost Travis Kelsey and I'm desperate. I know, uh, for example, one of our colleagues, it was a, it's a dynasty league, but Marilyn Berkson was scrambling. And he said, oh, there's Logan Thomas. I'm going to pick him up because he's playing the Cardinals. <laughs> so, uh, that's the type of scenario you're in, sure. Might have one catch for one yard and a touchdown. <laughs> yeah. All right, start the Commanders DST, and we move on to Tennessee at New Orleans. Stat of the game. This, on paper, well, last year was a very easy matchup. The Tennessee Titans were terrible against the pass. They gave up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, They do have a pretty different defense this year, but I would say mostly up front. Uh, In the secondary, they added Sean Murphy bunting from Tampa Bay. But anyway, Derek Carr last year, he faced four teams that finished the season bottom 10 against quarterbacks. He scored 22 to 24 fantasy points in all four games. That was Arizona, Tennessee, 23.8 fantasy points against them, Kansas City, and the Colts. 
So on paper, it's a good matchup for Derek Carr. Do you have any interest in starting Carr? How would you compare him to Sam Howell? I like Carr ahead of Howell. Yeah. Okay. Carr over Howell. I like him in DFS. I wonder if he'll be a little under under rostered in in DFS play. Stat of the game number two, in their last 10 games, the Saints had basically the second best defense or the best defense in football. They allowed 14 and a half points per game in their last 10, second fewest in the NFL, and the fewest yards per play. They did have a very easy schedule there, however. Um, is this, uh, do you guys think this is a low-scoring kind of crummy fantasy game? I think anytime the Titans are on the field, you feel like it's a low scoring crummy kind of fantasy game, you know, but we'll see how this new offense looks a little bit with, you know, different play caller and some new weapons, but it's not an easy matchup. Obviously, you, you know what it's like to play in that building. Uh, I know it's a one o'clock start as opposed to a primetime game, but still it's not going to be easy. Derrick Henry's going to get his touches and we'll see what Ryan Tannehill in the passing game do, but you know, this offensive line is going to be tested early. This is a really good defensive front for the Saints and a very creative, you know, defensive play caller. So if you're not thrilled, like there's not a lot of DFS to like from the Titans unless you want to play Henry or be contrarian. You know, Tony, excuse me, um, Traylon Burks has missed significant time in camp. It's good that he's healthy now, but you can't trust him. And Hopkins, I think if you draft him to be a starter, there's no reason to get away from him. So... It's start Henry and start uh, Hopkins. And Tannehill's a borderline starter in Superflex and two QB leagues. When we were doing our show last night, uh, the live stream before the game, it didn't feel to me like Dave and Heath, obviously, please correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, felt like DeAndre Hopkins was a must, like a true must start. Do you feel that way? You have him 20th. I think he is as a number two wide receiver. Everybody knows his pedigree. Everybody knows that he's going to get a lot of targets from game to game. I think he'll get around eight targets against the Saints. Don't think that they're going to sacrifice him and and have him open up the field for other players. Uh, you're expecting a, a decent receiving average with a lot of catches, maybe a touchdown. I think, you know, just based on he was probably his ADP finished as a fourth round pick, like, you know, you want to draft, you want to, you want to play a, a Dotson over him. I could see that if that's the route you wanted to go. You know, if you didn't have any other choices, if you wanted to go with, you know, somebody you mentioned already, Ayuk, just for upside. I get that, but you really have to have a loaded team to bench DeAndre Hopkins, especially in the three receiver league. Yeah, would you bench him for um, Zach Charbonnet if Ken Walker were out? If those were my only choices, then yes, I would. I feel like Charbonnet would would be. Like a borderline top twelve running back, no? He might be borderline top ten. I mean, that's that's the upside, just given the the circumstances. McIntosh still out too, right? He's still banged up, so it'd be DJ yeah. Dallas and Charbonnet. DJ Dallas. Th- there will be somebody else to work in with Charbonnet. They're not going to give him everything in his first game. All right. So this game, you know, start Henry, start Hopkins, start Olave. Uh, we'll get to Michael Thomas and Jamal Williams in a moment here. Just real quick on Chigo Conquo. Do you guys have him? Like this this team, the Saints were terrific against tight ends last year. Uh, they allowed the fewest fantasy points to tight ends. Um, do you have Oconquo ranked high, or at least like in the top fifteen? Nope. No. Okay. Who did we just talk about? Oh no, you wouldn't go to Logan Thomas over Oconquo. But no, I would. You would. Oh, okay. I, not a lot of faith in Oconquo. All right, let's do uh, Jamal Williams or Michael Thomas. Who's a better flex? Thomas. 
Thomas is, I'm just thinking about those, you know, 6% of people in non PPR leagues. If he's still as good there, I might take Williams in non PPR. Michael Thomas or Michael Evans. Evans. Thomas and PPR. Jamie is significantly higher than Dave is on Thomas. I see Jamie with Michael Thomas as wide receiver 29, Dave at 36. Maybe that's not really significantly higher because those, you know, it's the same range, but it's seven spots. It ain't nothing. Uh, okay, so he's a number three wide receiver ahead of Gabe Davis. Yes. Uh, Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas? Thomas. Okay. Sky Moore? Hey. <laughs> Uh, Jamal Williams. They'll score the same. <laughs> Jamal Williams or uh, or Damian Pierce. Pierce. Uh, Pierce. Jamal Williams or Commanders running backs. Uh, Commanders running backs. Agreed. Non PPR, it would be Robinson, Williams, Gibson. I agree with that. Jamal Williams or Mostert. Please say Mostert. Mostert. I will take. I will take Williams. I'd start Williams over Gibson in full PPR too. Juwan John, I'm sorry, uh, Juwan Johnson or Tyler Higby. Higby, Higby, Higbeast. Juwan Johnson or uh, Dalton Kincaid. Johnson. I will take Juwan. What was it that Heath was saying, by the way, about Kincaid yesterday that Jacob Gibbs was tweeting that that, that teams threw. So much more to tight ends when they faced the so Jets last more. year. It was like 15% more to their running backs and tight ends than to their wide receivers against the Jets last year. I think it was 15%. I think it was 15% more to their running backs and tight ends against the Jets than against all other opponents. Right. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I liked it. No, liked and it, it makes sense. Game. The Jets are really strong at corner. They've got at least three good ones. And they've got a good pass rush. The ball has to get out quickly. Using the this is half the reason why I like James Cook this week in PPR is because I think he's going to end up getting a lot of targets and a lot of catches. And Kincaid might too. It's just tough to trust him in his very first game. We will take a oh by a DST like a Titans or Saints DST. Saints. Saints. Okay. Saints or Commanders. 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 Saints or Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, Tampa Bay at Minnesota. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. I got a nickname, nickname of the game for Tampa Bay at Minnesota. It's what I'm, maybe what we should call the Vikings, this terrible nickname. My three sons. They have Madison, Addison, and Hawkinson. Nice. Thank you. Clever. Sort of used that a couple months ago, but it was about different sons. It was about Richardson. You should get that. You should make a T-shirt and get give it to Thomas. <laughs> okay, yeah. What size shirt do you think? I'm thinking medium. Thomas? Yeah. Okay. Stat of the game. Honey crisp apples were developed in Minneapolis at the University of Minnesota, according to lifeinminnesota.com. Those are delicious. Yeah. That's not a stat. That's a fact of the game. It's a stat. <laughs> It's a fact. You're right. So, uh, who do we like? Who do we love in this game? Justin Jefferson and anyone else? Do we love anyone else? Yeah, I do. I I, I love Alexander Madison. 
volume play, someone who should get a lot of work, good chance to score. Tampa Bay's defense on paper is good. And I'm not saying that Madison's going to go out there and average six yards per carry like Jameer Gibbs did, but I think he'll get, I think he will do better with the type of reps that David Montgomery had with just as good of a chance to score on the Bucs. The only player that I would not start with confidence, and it's not that I don't like him, I just want to see it first, is Jordan Addison. I can't believe I forgot Jefferson. My four sons. You know, I was just like doing the notes today, and I, I was thinking about Madison and, and, and Addison. I was like, oh, they both end with son. And then I guess I just went to Hawkinson, because Jefferson is kind of an afterthought for this show, you know. He's the number one pick in the draft. Don't forget about Kirk Cousins' sons. So that's four. my four sons. There we go. Sorry. Thank you, everybody. For, <laughs> that's so pathetic. Okay. I don't know if I heard anything you said there. Uh, I said the only one of the main guys that I'm a little concerned about is is Addison. Not Again, that he, he should be in a third receiver in three receiver leagues. But, you know, will he get the playing time that he needs in his first game? Because they're still going to use K.J. Osborne. So it's Jefferson's an easy start. I think Cousins is an easy start. Um, his uh, last three season openers, 23, he's averaging 23 fantasy points per game. So puts him in the top 10 range. And at home last year, he was 22 or more points in all but two games, I believe it was. And his last two home games in the regular season, do you know how many points he scored? A hundred. He scored four. Shy of that. Uh, eight, uh, 78. 70. Uh, in his last two home games against the Colts and the Giants. So he had a 40-point game and a 30-point game. Um, so he, he's he's comfortable at home, not a pressure game. We know how he's, he does in those uh, setups. So he's got top 10 upside. He was another candidate for start of the week. Yeah, I'll tell you, the um, Bucks' run defense used to be the most intimidating matchup in fantasy. It was, oh my gosh, I have this stud running back, but he's facing the Bucks. Do I actually sit Kamara or something like that? Last year, they really weren't. I mean, I don't know if they're just getting older and getting worse or if it was just a fluke. They did draft. Well, they lost Sue. What's that? They lost Sue. It was the combination of Sue and Vita Veo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Veo was really the key, though, and he played. He was healthy. Uh, they drafted Kalijah Kansi in the first round, but he's got a calf injury. Yep. So, hurt. yeah, I'm not sure if he's playing this week. But, I am I mean, I am very interested in the running backs in this game. I, I really don't know what to expect, especially from Rashad White. I don't know what the role is going to be. You know. Do you, you start them both. I think White's a good number two fantasy running back. Both over Pierce. Agreed. Over Brian Robinson. Uh, yes. Mm, non PPR is a different story. Full PPR, yeah. Okay. Mm, I already asked you Addison versus Evans. I think you guys had different answers. Sorry, I like Evans. No, Evans. Oh, Evans, my bad. Okay. So that's it, right? I mean, I think that's it. I guess I can give you some more either. Or. Okay. Samaj P. Ryan or Mike Evans? Evans. Uh, Evans, James Cook, or Mike Evans? Evans, I think I have Evans higher. Chris Godwin or Deontay Johnson? Godwin, I have Godwin higher. It's actually not what I meant to ask. I meant to ask Chris Godwin or DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, slightly. I mean, look, Minnesota, they were terrible last year, they gave up the fifth most points in football. 
Um, PFF and Sharp Football Analysis have their secondary ranked 25th or lower. They've made a lot of changes. They brought in Byron Murphy and Marcus Davenport. But, and Brian Flores. And Brian Flores, yes. But uh, they lost Alvin Tomlinson up front. But, st- I mean, th- this was a cake matchup last year for the passing game. We'll see if it continues. I think we're on to a very intriguing game here. Carolina at Atlanta. Dave, are you intrigued by this a- a- NFC South battle? Hold on. Let me make sure that these two teams are actually playing <laughs> each other before I answer that. Yes, they're playing each other. And uh, I'm I'm more intrigued by the Falcons. Yeah. But if we could start with the Panthers, Miles Sanders, easy start, right? Easy start. How do you feel about Mingo if Thielen and Chark are both out? I can't believe uh, you haven't come up with the Mingo ate your baby hit as a teammate. <laughs> I th- I just think Jamiroquai. I, I if I really if I could do it over again, I would draft even knowing what I saw yesterday, I would draft Jamir Gibbs in every league just for the Jamiroquai team name. But um anyway, uh what do you think about Jonathan Mingo ate your baby? If uh, have you Char- gotten feedback to suggest that Jamiroquai is a brilliant team name? One hundred percent of the people who have responded said it was a brilliant team name. And that would how be- many people responded? One person. Okay. <laughs> How do you feel about Jonathan Mingo this week? Uh, would not want to use him. Yeah. Okay. It's too soon to trust him. Rookie quarterback, first game, offensive line isn't great. Mingo himself isn't great. I counted one time that he got open in the preseason. I was doing a, a look on Thielen. Thielen at least got open like four times. Mingo got open once. And I, I have a feeling this Falcons defense is going to be pretty good this year. It's going to be very good this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not according to PFF and Sharp Football Analysis. They do not like the, their defense at all. What did they say? That they're old, basically. That they have basically that, that acquired kind of David Onyemata, Calais Campbell as kind of past their prime guys. Um, Jeff Okuda's not healthy yet. And they got him for like a seventh round pick. Jesse Bates was a nice addition, but Bud Dupree is another guy. Best football is probably behind him. Both, you know, both those. Websites. I don't. I don't disagree with any of that stuff, but it's light years better than what they had last year. Yes, I, I sure hope so. Here, and here's another thing, and I don't know this matters so much for this week, but just keep it in mind. Um, in Atlanta's last nine games, I believe weeks ten through eighteen, I don't know if they had a buy in there. Only one wide receiver scored more than thirteen fantasy points in PPR on receiving totals alone. That was Rashid Shahid. He had 95 yards and a touchdown. Atlanta got really good against receivers down the stretch. DJ Moore had 29 yards. McLaurin had 48 yards. Deontay Johnson, 60 yards on 11 targets. Olave, 53 yards. Marquise Brown, 61 yards. Chris Godwin, 55 yards. You're really making the case for Mingo. No, definitely not. I just, these are the types of things where I just want to see what happens. If if the, the Falcons get off to a good start against wide receivers in their first three games or so, I might buy into it more because of what we saw at the end of last year. Uh, well, all right. it's also, I mean, in a game like this, they should be playing with a lead too. So that'll help. This should be a <laughs> great showcase game for Bijan Robinson. For I hope it's for Ritter because Bijan should be able to do what he does. But Bijan, I mean, if Ritter gets off to a good start, you're going to feel really good about Pitts and Drake. I, I think you might be giving the, the Falcons too much credit or the Panthers not enough. The spread in this game is three and a half points. The Panthers are, look, Burns is a big deal if he plays or not, but the Panthers have a lot of talent on defense. I agree. 
So I'm, this is an intriguing game to me. All right, so anyway, um, by the way, Hayden Hurst. Do you have any interest in Hayden Hurst if we're in that I don't have Kelsey scramble mode? If Thielen and Chark are out, yes. Yes. But not not as a must-start guy. He's in the you – know, I, I, he'd be behind Ferguson for me. He'd be behind Everett for me. Okay. Bijan start, London, London or uh, McLaurin? London. London. You know what? If if Thielen and Chark are out, I think I'd move up Hurst a little higher than that. It, he'd be close with Gerald Everett. Probably put him. He'd, he'd end up ahead of Kincaid, Schultz. I'd put him ahead of Ferguson. Definitely ahead of Logan Thomas and Okonkwo. London or Dotson? You have him ahead of McLaurin. Would you start him ahead of Dotson? Dotson over no, I'd take Dotson. Hey, do you guys have any concerns about J.C. Horn shutting down Drake London? No. Okay. No. I think I think he can stand near him. He's faster than him, but I think Drake London is just such a skyscraper that he can bring down high throws and pick up numbers that way. And start Kyle Pitts. And would you start a DST in this game? Uh, I like the Falcons DST. Pitts, I'm reluctant to start. We have three games left. Green Bay is at Chicago. When you say you're reluctant to start, you're starting any of these guys over him? Uh, the guys that we've talked about, absolutely not. But like Najoku was drafted after him. I'll take him. Uh, I don't remember where ADP fell with Waller versus Goddard versus Pitts, but I would definitely take Waller and Goddard ahead of Pitts. For those 10 people that drafted both. Right, I know. But <laughs> I, I'm not expecting a huge game for Kyle Pitts. No, well, I'm nervous about it based on the buzz and you know people thinking he didn't look healthy and he didn't you know he, and i i would be surprised if he played 90% of the snaps well you got to start him we'll keep our fingers crossed for Kyle Pitts green bay is at chicago and i don't have a stat of the game and i don't know if they invented any type of food which apparently is not a stat whatever. in chicago yeah what did they invent there delicious deep dish pizza okay you idiot. They, they didn't invent pizza though they just they no, just, the, the casserole style, um, light calorie <laughs> version of pizza. That's what I tell my wife, and she lets me eat it, so there it works. Uh, all right. Who do you love in this game? Uh, Giordano's, Aurelio's, <laughs> Pequot. That was not a Jordan Love pun, by the way. Who do you who do you love in this game? You know, Justin Fields? Aaron Jones. Yeah. AJ Dillon's a good flex. Uh Justin Fields, DJ Moore, Khalil Herbert's a good flex. You love DJ Moore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good secondary. It is. But no Eric Stokes. He's on IR. So it might nope. not be that good. <laughs> He's a big He's piece. a top fifteen receiver if there's no Christian Watson. Watson's a starting receiver if he plays. Absolutely. And Dobbs is a starting receiver if Watson does not play. Dobbs is in the third receiver conversation if Watson plays. Chicago, and actually. And out, then Jaden Reed's a number three receiver. Chicago saw the second fewest wide receiver targets in the NFL last year. So they weren't that bad in fantasy against receivers. They allowed the second most yards per catch. So they were bad in real life, but everyone just ran on them. So, okay, we'll call Aaron Jones, DJ Moore, and Justin Fields must-starts. Who's the next best flex? Watson, if he plays. Okay, if he if he doesn't play, Dobbs. 
I think it would be Dobbs. Certainly Dobbs ahead of Herbert. And Dobbs and Herbert or Dylan? Dylan for me. I'll take Herbert. What is the Khalil Herbert hesitation here? The Packers were dreadful against the run last year. And again, you know, not everything that happened last year carries over, but I don't see major upgrades to their run defense. So they allowed 86 or more rushing yards to Dalvin Cook, David Montgomery, Damian Harris, Brees Hall, Jamal Williams, Tony Pollard, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders. I mean, if you got a lot of carries, you did well against the Packers pretty much. So what's the hesitation here with Herbert? Well, you said it, a lot of carries. I don't know if it's going to be all Khalil Herbert, plus what is Justin Fields going to do, which I think factors into what their run defense will be dealing with. So I feel very similar, similarly about the Bears backfield as I do the Eagles backfield, except I feel more confident about Herbert leading the team in touches. So do I want to start Herbert with confidence? No. Would I use him as a flex? Yes. I know Dylan is going to get opportunities here. And especially with a banged up receiving core, I think we're going to see a lot more of Aaron Jones in the passing game and a lot of carries for A.J. Dillon. Let's not forget one of his best games last year came against the Bears in a game that Aaron Jones was still playing through an injury, but he's playing. And so I don't mind A.J. Dillon in this matchup, especially if you think the Packers are going to win, there's probably some goal line chances for him. So better chance, I think, of him falling into the end zone than there is for Khalil Herbert. Uh, I like Herbert better, but I agree that he's not a great start. I don't even know if he's a good PPR flex because I'm not sure how much he'll catch the football. The Packers are counting on their second-year players, Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt, to be better against the run. Um, They tried to freshen up their safeties a little bit. They want to be stronger just overall up the middle. The Bears actually went out and did something about it. They got Tremaine Tremaine Edmonds. They got TJ Edwards. They drafted a bunch of defensive tackles. I fully expect Chicago to be still below league average against the run, but still good enough uh, to, to slow him down. I think with Dylan, you're hoping that he scores. At least Herbert might be able to break a couple of decent runs and, and still maybe score. Personally, I have Dylan on a few teams, and I find him to be in anything where catches count a headache. You know, I, I understand the appeal of having him because he is going to get carries, but let's not. Let's not mix mince words here. Like this, this guy really was disappointing last year. He, mm-hmm. I don't want to say he stunk, but it came on at the end of the season with his role in the passing game. That's the thing. What is his role in the passing game? He didn't get a single target. I don't think he had a single target from Jordan Love in the preseason. And the Packers played their starters a lot. Now, if Watson's and he out, played a lot, you know. But but Jones is that guy, obviously. So I just don't know. I mean, I could see him getting twelve carries for forty-eight yards, and just. And that's it. I could see that happening. So I'm looking at one league where I have Dylan, and the only option I have is is Christian Watson, basically, which would be a no-brainer. But like, I'm not going to start Michael Gallup over him. I didn't start Jarek McKinnon over him. But I don't feel great about Dylan. I don't think you guys feel great about him. But, Jamie, you certainly sound more optimistic. But I, I think I think touchdown or bust might be the label for A.J. Dylan. That, that, and that's perfectly fine. But I, I think, again, you know, just comparing these two in particular – I would not be surprised if Dylan has more touches than Herbert. Okay. All right. That's uh, that's that game. You uh, well, Musgrave and Komet. Any interest in the tight ends? Um, Komet is a top twenty type of guy for me, and Musgrave would get a huge boost if there is no Watson. Okay. I have in my notes that the Bears allow the fourth fewest Wait. fantasy points to tight ends, but they faced, in my opinion. And I don't have the the records on this, but in my opinion, the Bears faced the easiest tight end competition in world history last year. 
<laughs> I remember their game against San Francisco. Kittle didn't even play. And uh, I don't think they played against any other stud tight ends. Not very many. Pitt, Did we Pitt's talk about Jaden Reed? No, no. If there's no Christian Watson, Jaden Reed's going to play a lot. I think he's going to be their slot guy. He might be their slot guy no matter what. I don't know if he'll necessarily play in two receiver sets for Green Bay. But if if there's no Watson, that's a he's a pretty good guy to at least stash if he's out there. Jaden Reed and possibly use not only in DFS, but in deeper leagues as a flex. He's a good receiver. Very good. Let's go to Dallas and the New York Giants. Dave, I'm going to tell you this right now, and I want you to respect it, and I want you to honor it. And Jamie, you as well, if you're on the Sunday night show, which you might be. I am DVRing the hell out of this game, and I am not going to watch it until I'm done with the Sunday night show. This can, is this is a big one. This is a, can I'm you really excited. explain the difference between DVRing a game and DVRing the hell yeah, out of the game? That means DVRing the hell out of the game means no spoilers because we're going to be live during the first half. Do not spoil it. My my very best recommendation is to start the Sunday podcast as soon as possible because yeah, I will. I will respect that. Okay, our broadcast partner for the live stream will not respect that. No, nah, he. <laughs> Yeah, maybe not. All right. Anyway, uh, this game here. Are there any tough calls in this Giants Cowboys game? Uh, no. Yes, I think Dak is a tough call, and I think Brandon Cooks, to a lesser extent, is a interesting call. Okay, Jamie, you don't think Dak is a tough call? No, I, I unless you drafted Dak and Geno Smith. You know, or maybe Dak and Cousins. Those scenarios, that's it. So I'd be starting those guys over Dak. But um, I agree. I think for the most part, you drafted Dak to be your starter, you're starting him. And Brandon Cooks is in the number three receiver discussion, but it depends on who else you have. So I didn't draft him to be, I didn't rank him to be a number three receiver. So he would be somebody I'd, I'd plan on sitting, or unless you're starting three receivers in a flex. Um, I, I'm hopeful that he plays well. But Giants, I think you know you're starting. You're starting the two top guys in Barkley and Waller, and you're sitting Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's weird. I, I don't really know if, if anyone else is in this. If you don't play in a three-receiver league, then you're not in this situation. But if you do, I, I've got injuries, you know. I've got Judy. I've got Watson. And I look Cup. at, you know, Hodgins, Slayton. I really don't want to start them. You know, I would have, you know, obviously I'd take Reynolds over them. I don't think they're getting 12 points, but... Uh, do you guys have any faith in in a Giants receiver in a pinch? I mean, in a pinch, if you're phrasing it that way, then you know somebody's going to emerge from this group and have a decent performance. But again, in terms of trust, no, I would not want to trust them. I would not want to start them if I didn't have to. I have a friend who's a Giants beat writer who plays fantasy, and he sent me his lineup. Uh, he sent me his whole team. Paris Campbell's on his bench. This dude's watched every practice for the Giants this year. Yeah. And so I said, what's what's with Paris Campbell? He says, I think he's got a chance. I'm stashing him to begin the year. I said, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, I've been a Hodgins guy. I've got him on a bunch of benches. I'm I'm interested to see how he does. In a pinch, would I start him? Uh, I benched him for Noah Gray. So that would tell you <laughs> how I feel about Isaiah Hodgins okay. as a pinch starter. So we're still going Van Jefferson over the Giants receivers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And how about uh, Jaden Reed? 
If, if Watson, there is no one of the two Packers guys, yes, I would start Jaden Reed over the Giants mm-hmm. guy. Okay. I and mean, we just, the Cowboys secondary looks terrific. One of their guys is hurt right now, but Gilmore and Diggs could be a really, really nice tandem there. Gilmore might end up on Waller. We've seen that happen before. I don't have the results of what those snaps were. Hey, Gilmore. <laughs> okay, that's uh, that's it for that game. Sit Daniel Jones, start Darren Waller. Oh, Jake Ferguson. Jamie, you've been the Ferguson guy this week. Who would you start him over? I would start him over... I'm trying to think what... I know there's a lot of significant names. Kincaid. Dulcich. Yeah. I mean, Dulcich, uh, you mentioned Hayden Hurst. I would start him over him. I'd start him over Chig. I'd start him over Komet. I'd start him over... I don't know. He's a top 12 guy from here. I think he's maybe 13. Um, I, I, I'll say it again. The, the last four times that Dak was healthy against the Giants, his tight ends have been awesome. And... He's going to get targets if if anything holds from what Dak's history is. Six of seven years, his tight end has been you know first or second in in targets. All right. So there's, there's a, a lot to like here. He's he is a perfect one week stash. Yeah, I think he's more than that. I I have a hard time trusting him as a starter. Um, maybe if if I had Kelsey and that was the best name on the waiver wire, but I I, I think you see what happens with with. Uh, with Ferguson in this game. And if he leaves the game with five catches and 50 yards, you might have something. All right. So let's go to the Rams and the Seahawks. Our last game here, the stat of the game, the Seahawks allowed the third most fantasy points to running backs, but you guys don't really love cam Akers this week, which we talked about earlier. We can talk a little bit more about it, but if you want to hear that discussion, look at the time codes that was in the, I think if you drafted Akers to be a starter, you're probably starting, you know, so it depends on who else is available to you. Like, you're not starting Jalen Warren over Cam Akers this week. You know, if you want to go Jamal Williams over Akers, I get it. I've got Gibson ahead of him. I've got, I do have both Jets running backs ahead of him. Raheem Mostert's ahead of him. I'm I'm not loving Cam Akers. I'm going to do something fun here. If you guys have any questions in the YouTube chat, we have 1,800 people here. Please hit the like button. Any questions specific to this game, Rams and Seahawks, go ahead and fire away with your questions. And uh, I think they'll probably help just, you know, it's like the same as me asking you guys, right? So Frank wants to know, Ken Walker or Javante Williams? And the big storyline here is what to do with the Seahawks running backs with him without Ken Walker. But Walker or Javante? Javante. Walker if he's healthy. Okay. JSN is a nice flex play this week. Do you guys agree with that? Sure. I don't love it. Okay. Um... We love Metcalf and Lockett this week. To the moon. To the moon. I'm a little concerned about Lockett with JSN back. Metcalf is a top 15 receiver. If you could pick up Tyler Higby and you had Kyle Pitts, would you stash Pitts this week and start Higby over him? Yes. I can't do it. Here are some more questions. James Cook or Cam Akers? Cook. Cook in PPR. Geno Smith or Tua? Tua. Tua, but they're back-to-back for me. JSN or Brees Hall? JSN. I'll take Hall. JSN or Brandon Cooks? Cooks. I believe I have Cooks higher. Charbonnet or Damian Pierce? If there's no Walker, Charbonnet. 
And if there is Walker Pierce. Um, all right, let's play this play this out here. Let's say Ken Walker plays. Uh, where would you where do you rank him? Where do you have him right now, Ken Walker? Right now he's I think twenty three or twenty four. I'm gonna downgrade him just because he's clearly not healthy right now. So he'll be somewhere probably twenty six, twenty seven, not too far behind where he is. But if he's out, Charbonnet will be certainly top twenty, maybe top fifteen. Walker is currently a low-end number one running back for me in non-PPR, a number two running back for me in full PPR. If he practices in full on Friday, he's staying right there. Obviously, if he's out, I would agree with Jamie that Charbonnet would be top 15-ish. Okay. Maybe top 20-ish. Maybe I'm not agreeing with Jamie. Maybe I'm not as excited about Charbonnet. You guys have Cousins and Geno back-to-back. Jamie, Cousins 10, Geno 11. Dave has Cousins 12, Geno 13. Heath has Geno Smith in ninth and Cousins 13th. Um, would you start Geno Smith or Deshaun Watson? Geno. I have Watson higher. What else from this game? There will be a lot of JSN questions. So how about JSN or let's do a running back. Raheem Mostert. Mostert. That's an easier call in non-PPR. In full PPR, I might take JSN. JSN I would or, take JSN. JSN or DeAndre Swift? Swift in PPR. I think Swift in non as well. Uh, I would take JSN. Both. What are you expecting from him? I think he'd have a five-catch day. Five-catch day. Sure. You guys like the Seahawks DST? Love them. Yeah. Top three. Not for Heath. He has him 18th. Okay. You know, he, he doesn't really like fall for the DSDs. So, um, if you were here, oh. probably say that. I feel like we've covered this game adequately. I, we've talked about Higby all week. I barely said, spoke about him in this segment, but he's top eight, I think. So, for, for the guys. Uh, no, Dave has him. Yeah, yeah. In PPR, top eight, Tyler Higby. Yeah, he's eighth. I think in a non PPR, you have him 11th. And, Sounds about right. Yeah, Seattle gave up the second most fantasy points to tight ends last year. But most of the time, it was against really good tight ends, but still. Start Higby. All right, we'll keep you updated on Ken Walker. We'll probably, uh, no, I don't think we'll know more by the time the mailbag airs. We're doing that pretty early. But we'll definitely keep you updated on Sunday morning. So, again, our Sunday schedule, 8 a.m. podcast. It's a five-minute show, injury updates and things like that. 10 a.m. CBS Sports HQ, 10 to 11. Fantasy Football Today there. And on YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today, 11.30 until 1 p.m. Really looking forward to answering all of your questions and helping you win some fantasy leagues. Uh, Zach Brook is our producer today. He has a statistic on Jameer Gibbs that he would like to give. Are you ready, Zach Brook? I'll bring you in. What's up, Zach? Yeah, so I I don't know if Ben Johnson knows this, but um, Mm. Jameer Gibbs had six broken tackles last night on seven carries. His uh, yards after contact average was 4.86 yards. Last year, DeAndre Swift had 24 broken tackles, and Jamal Williams had 30 for the whole season. Wow, six in one game. Incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, listeners. Go Canes. We'll talk to you on Saturday with the mailman on Fantasy Football Today.